As Josh introduced us, I'm Justin Masterson. Uh, been going to Mercy Road for a couple years now, have an outpost uh, at my house, and, and have preached here. But uh, if you could tell, last night uh, we also preached, and my son was so excited about my preaching that he fell asleep through it all. So if that <laughs> gives you a little bit about what we got in store today. <laughs> but with me, I got Dr. Cheatham, James Cheatham. Well, he's not really a doctor, uh, but are you, are you a doctor? Cheatham? No, I'm, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Probably not smart enough to be a doctor. But uh... Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've been coming here since August. Uh, if you ask my wife, she's going to tell you July. I believe it was August. All I know is it was hot. Okay, and we came in here, um, we come from a kind of a conservative church where it's suits and ties. I don't care if it's 105 degrees outside, right? So we came in here into the parking lot, suits and ties, Bible in hand, and we walk in here and it's like a total culture shock, right? <laughs> because we're seeing, you know, people wearing sandals, flip-flops, jeans, shorts, yeah, t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking like, cool you know i love it i've always hated suits right so uh it's awesome we've been here we got we immediately got plugged in and uh it's just been a wonderful journey and i'm just thankful for the pastor and the staff here it's, it's just been an awesome journey for us so well that's great i'm glad you're here too james uh if you just right bow on. your heads let's pray before we get into this dear heavenly father we just thank you so much uh for the opportunity to be able to come together and we pray now lord that you would just as we speak today uh, empower us with your spirit, uh, that we thank you for the, the strength for going through the, the fears that we have of being up here, that it would be your word that would speak, that you would speak to each and every individual in here, and that as we speak about the empowerment of your Holy Spirit, that we truly would feel that, and that we would live a life differently as we go out. We love and praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to I start off with a question. The question is, what or who empowers you. Yeah, what gives you power or authority? You know, that's the definition of empowers, giving power or authority. Uh, in, in this life, you know, culture tries to tell us all these little different things that can empower us. You know, if we've been on the, the Instagram or the, or the Twitter or the Facebook or I don't know what else is out there. I'm not really on any of them. But if you watch it, I am on Instagram. It doesn't matter, though. But if you, if you look at all those and you're looking through them, you, you see all these different things that try and tell you what should empower you, whether it be your know, money, power, fame, your job, you know, co-workers, whatever it might be. I mean, just shoot, we got James up here, who when I look at him, I, he was in my, he's in my outpost, and you know, one, of the, one of the days we were, we were doing a couple games or something like that, and so we were kind of you know, rehashing what was going on, and I was like, James, and dude's just zoned out. <laughs> James, James. Oh, hey, oh, I was just rapping. I was like, wait, what, what were you doing? And so for like the next, I thought he was just going to like spit one line. But for the next minute and a half, the dude just raps for us. And I wish I had recorded it and been able to play it for you guys. But if you want to talk about empowering and incredible, I'm like, man, if I could rap the things that I could do in this world. Oh, oh, come on. Ain't that right, James? He's talking about if he can rap. He pitched for the Boston Red Sox. 97, 98 mile an hour fastball with a killer sinker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at that. Oh. So, 
Uh, yeah, if anyone could actually rely on their own power or their own ability, Justin, I think it would be you. No, no, that's, that's not at all. And, I, and I'll tell you this. So there's actually an example uh, of a teammate of mine that kind of gives so this idea of all these things in this world that, that seem to have this appearance of empowerment, yet really don't do much. Well, I had a teammate of mine who, awesome guy, and he had that, you know, I don't know about you guys or gals, but just that, that body you dream of where it's just like abs on abs on abs and just, you know, I mean, it was oh, so great. Not that I stared at it or anything like that. I just, <laughs> but he's just got this, but then you get him into the weight room and the, you, you try to get him to do a sit-up and he didn't even have the strength to do a sit-up. And it was like, wow. I mean, that to me is like everything in this world that tries to say that it can empower you. It has that appearance and yet when it comes down to it, there's no power behind it. Just like my boy who had no strength behind there, yet the appearance was so beautiful. And today, what we want to be able, you know, for you guys to understand is, one, that the greatest power ever given is the Holy Spirit. That will give you a few benefits of that, and then how we can respond from that. And you're like, oh my goodness, how, how, how can you say that the, the Holy Spirit is the greatest power that we've ever had? I said, well, let me tell you this. The Holy Spirit is one of the three persons of the God that we serve, yeah. also known as the Trinity. If that's, not, if that's not good enough for you, I mean, if you, God is pretty powerful. You got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. If that's not enough for you, Jesus, we all know Jesus, right? We've heard of him before. We've talked about him before. When Jesus came, he died. He rose again. He lived perfectly before he died. Rose again. And if that wasn't powerful enough to show that, I mean, he came back to life. That was pretty powerful. Then he ascended up into heaven. But before he ascended, he reappeared to the disciples and he said, you know what? And this is my paraphrase. Uh, you know what? You want me to go. Because when I go, I will give the power to you that my father promised. And unlike me, he won't just be with you. He'll be in you. And that's the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know about you, but I, mean, I love the Lord, claim him as my Lord and Savior, and yet I know that he indwells me, but I just, I just don't always see that. And of course, my first thing is to blame God, like, it's your fault, God, things aren't going on right. And this isn't some guilt trip today, this is more just to let us know that there's an incredible power within us that I know myself is just not tapping into. And man, the way that we can do, and every time people were, were empowered by the Holy Spirit, God's name was glorified. That's right. And so I, I know, James, you, you've been in the construction business, and so this, this idea, you're like, what is tapping, Justin? I don't really understand. Maybe, you know, I've maybe tapped a keg before, but I'm not sure what we do after that. <laughs> um, you know, so I know James, you're in construction. You got this idea of where you, you, you tap into that, the water main. I, yeah. Tell me about it a little bit. Okay, so basically when we're talking about tapping into the Holy Spirit, we're actually talking about uh, making that choice, making that decision to, to draw strength from the Holy Spirit for daily living. 
every single day, we actually need the Holy Spirit to empower us and to strengthen us, to encourage us. And so when we talk about water mains, right? So I, I'm in construction, do hydro excavation, um, and oftentimes... That sounds fancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just water digging, <laughs> or digging with water. Um, and so oftentimes, um, we have basically in your home, okay, you have water that runs out of the faucets, water that if you want to water your lawn, you're going to turn on that hose and, you know, bring out the garden hose, turn the water on, and it's going to water your lawn. But in the case you go and get a drink of water out of your kitchen, you turn the water on, nothing comes out. Well, okay, and assuming that you paid the bill, right, and nothing comes out, well, then there's probably a bad connection, right? Because in that water main that runs all throughout our streets and goes into our homes, goes into buildings, goes into hydrants and everything, right, uh, that's what contains your water. And so for, to, in order to receive the water from that main, there has to be a connection there. There has to be a connection. And if there is no connection, you're not getting the water. And so the same thing, when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, yes, just like that main is there, the Holy Spirit is here. And every believer can be filled with the Holy Spirit. But you have to ask him. And you have to allow him to come and have influence in your life. Same thing with the light bulbs here. Right? Every light bulb here was designed to shine. Now, I could hold one right here in my hand, and I could wish it would shine all I want to. But because it's not plugged into the source, it will never do what it was created to do. That light bulb has all of the potential to shine in the world. And if we were to turn off all these lights, it would be pitch dark in here. And it's just like that with us. We have all the potential to shine for Jesus. But we don't have the ability the ability comes through the Holy Spirit. And so when we allow that to happen, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to fill us up, to fill us up. And when he fills us up, then he gives us all these great benefits. He empowers us. And so I want to give you three things that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do. Number one, the Holy Spirit empowers us to live godly and to serve. And we find a great example of that. Uh, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 where Luke is uh, actually writing and he's telling he's talking about what Jesus told the disciples before he ascended into heaven he says but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you will be witnesses of me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth so what the Holy Spirit allows us to do he, base, he, he blesses our ministry and empowers our ministry to become fruitful. Yeah, we can do it. We can go out and we can preach to the masses. We can go out and we can feed the poor and uh, uh, give, you know, we can uh, go out and visit the sick in the hospitals and go uh, and, and help out those that are in need. We can do all that. But the Holy Spirit blesses that. And causes us to become so much more fruitful in everything that we do. Okay, he also blesses our ministry in, in that when we go out and we evangelize. God has called us to win this world through the gospel. And sometimes I know I 
Justin, I get so afraid sometimes when, you know, I know that God is telling me, hey, you need to talk to this person. And I just get so scared because I'm like, God, I don't know what to say. I don't know, you know, how to, how to approach people uh, with the gospel. And, and sometimes I'm even afraid to do it. Well, the Holy Spirit, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, he actually gives us that boldness and that bravery and that love so that we can speak and actually um, convey the message of the gospel very clearly to those around us. And it may not even sound right to you. It's not always going to sound right to us, but God, the Holy Spirit is speaking through us and he's making that message clear to them. Number two, the Holy Spirit enhances, or I'm going to say he empowers our prayer life. I need that. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, uh, I mean, oftentimes, man, it's been a hard day at work, Justin. It's been a hard day at work. You know, people been getting on my nerves. I mean, the boss and everybody else. And sometimes I just want to punch somebody in the esophagus, you know. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it can just get that bad. And, and then you come home and, and, you know, okay, I'm going to, here's a little sidebar. I'm just going to, Jesus at the well with, with the woman at the well, right? And he tells her, if you pull from this well, if you keep drawing from this well, you're going to thirst again. I don't think he was just talking about that physical well. He was talking about that well that is here, right? And he says, if you keep drawing from this well, you're going to thirst again. Why is that? Because when we're drawing from our own strengths and our own emotions, eventually this well runs dry. But the Holy Spirit has an unlimited supply of encouragement, of strength, of hope, of faith, of love. And so when you go into your prayer closet at the end of the day and you begin to rely on the Holy Spirit to fill that back up, that's exactly what he does. And it's not always easy because when we, go in, when we actually get down on our knees to pray, we're like, our, our mind is so filled with all the day's events and we can't seem to break through that. But that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does for us. And so then even when we can't pray, when we don't have the words to say, the Holy Spirit in the meantime is praying for us and we're drawing strength from that. And then he fills us up. That's great. Because <laughs> it, it was incredible. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I know that I forget a lot of things. And so like even just at Outpost the other day on Tuesday, uh, I was in the middle of like saying this well, I thought it was a really cool point. And then all of a sudden it was like crickets. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, what, what, what was I? Uh, oh, oh my goodness. And then you got everyone like trying to tell you, well, you were, uh, you know, then they weren't really listening. So then they're like, uh, well, you were kind of uh, here. And so this is encouraging to me, James, because boy, I know I forget. I mean, you guys don't, but I, I forget what I'm going to say. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all go through a a whole lot of that, me especially. Um, But number three, so uh, the Holy Spirit brings unity among the body of believers. And if I could just add to that, he actually empowers us to love like he loves. Acts chapter 4, verses 31 through 35. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. And and there it is again, Justin, where the Holy Spirit just allows us to, to speak his word boldly. All believers were one in heart and mind. 
No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had with great power. And or, I'm sorry, with great power, the apostles continued to, uh, to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them for from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Here's the very thing that religion, just mere religion and our own abilities will never, ever, ever accomplish. Because essentially what the spirit did was he took the hearts of the men and the women that were in that place. And it's like he just knitted them all together. He just mended their hearts so that no one cared for himself so much as he cared for all the other people. And it created this community of love, of care, of compassion, so that everyone who else who had need saw their needs met. This is what God is calling us to do, is to go out there and meet the needs of the world and relying on him as the source of our strength. Because see, with ourselves, we're kind of selfish. I'm selfish, naturally. Me too. Me too. Very you much know? so. <laughs> and I'm self-preserving. Oh, no, you're not going to take advantage of me. No, you're not going to embarrass me. But when it is the Holy Spirit, he allows you to love even as he loved. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I don't have the capacity in, of my own to truly forgive. Y'all yeah, smile in your face. I'll be considerate. I'll be nice. But to truly Truly forgive. Jesus said, love those that hate you. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully or that mistreat you. I, I don't want to do that. I don't know about you, but half the time I don't want to do that. I definitely don't want to pray for you. But the Holy Spirit, when he gets a hold of me and when I'm filled with his power, then I have the ability to pray because no longer am I walking in the natural. I'm not doing what comes natural to me. You're not doing what comes natural to you, but now you're allowing the supernatural to take hold of your life so that you can do what God has called you to do and shine in this world. Lastly, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to the power that works in us. Some of this may seem extremely difficult. And in fact, a lot of it is impossible to do on our own. But right here, Paul is saying that the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit can do immeasurably more than we could even imagine. Our minds cannot fathom everything that the Holy Spirit can do. And so when we allow him to fill up our cups and we allow him to empower us and to have influence in our life, now we're no longer being ourselves, but we have now been conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That is an awesome, supernatural thing that no one in this world can ever achieve. And not everyone can receive the Holy Spirit. And what I mean by that is it is for believers. The Holy Spirit is for believers. It's for you. It's for me, Justin. It's for you. And so we got to rely on that, tap into that, and allow him to fill us up. I think that's incredible. Give it up for James. I mean, he, 
Not that he's done. But it's just been an incredible time over the last few days, uh, actually last last couple weeks, to be able to work with him and hear his heart and all the places that he came from and, and where he's at at this point in time, which is just incredible. And it just... And, and even today, just that idea of how powerful the Holy Spirit is, some of these many incredible benefits, and that's not just the reason that we want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, because ultimately it comes because we want to glorify God, and he wants his name to be glorified. And there's really no other way to do that than to, than to be able to tap in. And what's so great is that we can't do this on our own. That's right. And, and that's Okay. Like, there's no, there's no problem with that. That's exactly the way it was meant to be because we try and do it on our own. Sometimes it works. You know, like, like maybe this isn't the best example, but my dad tells a story all the time. You know, when I was in, in college, you know, I was playing some baseball, and he, he came to one of my games, and it was uh, a tournament game or something like that. I was up at Bethel College in Mishawaka, Indiana, and... And he comes in a little bit late. I think we were down like two to one or something. And we always joke, my dad's a pastor, so I'd always joke, eventually call him Pastor Mark, because I always laugh when people call him Pastor, whatever. So I'd call him Pastor Mark, and he'd call me Pastor Mark's son. And so literally, we're down like two to one. I'm up to bat, and, and I mean, I'm, I became a pitcher and professional. I can't hit anymore, but I used to be able to bat. And so I get up there, and my dad's just in the stands, and you talk about, you know, that encouragement. Come on, Pastor Mark's son. I'm like... This one's for you, Dad. You know, like everyone tells that little story, like this one's for you. But sure enough, boom, you know, just knock it out of the park. We take the lead three to two. We end up winning the ball game. But that idea of that outside sort, like, yeah, could I have hit that run on home run? Is this the perfect example? Probably not. But the idea, that encouragement that came in, working through me, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. And that's just one of the things of how the Holy Spirit works, and he, and he makes it I mean, for me, I, man, I try to be nicer. I try to be more godly. I try to be a better husband. You know, I try, I try, I try. I'm sure you try, you try, you try. And it just never seems to work. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's just me, but it just never seems to work. And yet I love Jesus, and I know the Holy Spirit is within me. And yet what I found is that the empowerment is not automatic, now, we live in a world where everything's a little bit automatic. We expect, we assume. And you know what happens when we assume, right? <laughs> Nothing happens. Yeah, get you, I know you guys. Uh, nothing happens. Because we just assume he's going to do it. He assumes we're going to do it. And then it just never gets done. And yet, Jesus tells us that it is possible. So if we go to Luke chapter 11, verse 9 to 13, it's just Jesus is talking here. And he says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more... Will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him? If we, though we are evil, know how to give good gifts, how better than the most powerful thing that we could ever do, or ever know in God, if we ask, will give us the Holy Spirit to empower us. And so I say, how do we respond to this incredible Holy Spirit? We ask with shameless audacity. 
And you say, what is shameless audacity? I didn't come up with that word. Actually, right before Jesus says this, he says, he's telling the story of a man. A man who has a friend visit him late at night, and he, he doesn't have any bread. And he's like, man, I need to have some bread for this guy who's traveling. So he goes to his neighbor, and he's like knocking on the door. Hey, man, I got a friend. Could you give me some bread? The guy's like, go away, I'm sleeping. And he's like, no, I need some bread. Give me some bread. It's like, go away. And it says, you know what? Jesus goes, the neighbor, who was a friend, doesn't give the guy bread just because he's a friend. He actually gives him the bread because of his shameless audacity. That is, boldly asking without fear of humiliation. So it, it made me think that then Jesus goes into the second part of, well, ask and it will come, saying, you know what, not just because you have the Holy Spirit within you, which is great, and he's working, but he goes, if you ask with shameless audacity, I will give you that empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And you go, well, how, well, how many times, I mean, how often should I do this? Anybody seen Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you haven't, I'll give you a little. Andy Dufresne, he's in prison. Smart guy, wants to open up a library. So he sends a letter each week to the state, rep- you know, state center or whatever. And eventually, the state center gets so fed up that he sends him a check and a bunch of books and says, here, don't ever send me a letter again. You know what Andy Dufresne says? He says, you know what, next time I'm going to send two letters a week. And I think that's a great example of where we should be at when we're approaching God. Because I know about you, I can't do this on my own. That's okay because I want to send him a letter every day. You know what, I'm going to send him two letters. Like LeBron James when he went to Miami the first time. How many championships are you going to win, LeBron? Not one, not two, not three, not four. But if we approach God every single day, Because how often do we get disconnected like James talked about? You know, that poor connection, the water doesn't flow. And yet, when we continue to revive that connection daily, the empowerment is incredible. And you're like, wow, I could be like Superman. That's not what we're getting at here. I mean, you could. But the idea is within that empowerment, everything brings it back to the glory of God. And makes him look so amazing, and because we, and, and and not just to everyone else, but even to ourselves. And so James gave us, gave us that really cool idea of, of tapping. You know, I'd done some research on like tapping into the water main. It was like you know, you put these little things here, and yeah, and you, whoop, there you go, whoop, water shoots through. You get that whoop in the whoop, and that's and that's how it works. And so you know, our question became, man, that's pretty cool. So then, what's what's your tap? You know, I thought you know, as as James read in Acts. You know, the apostles prayed, and the Holy Spirit filled that place incredibly. So prayer is one way, and these are not like, this is the only way that we can tap in the Holy Spirit, but these are ways that we talk to God, and he works in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit through us. Maybe, maybe one is yours, maybe there's multiple that's yours, maybe there's other things, but you know, one is that idea of prayer, and others through God's word where that just enlightens us and shows us how incredible and amazing that our God is. You know, another is through, through, through people around us. You know, kind of like my dad, when he was talking to me and that little like encouragement and empowerment, because God is working through other people, the Holy Spirit, to then encourage us. But if we stay by ourselves and don't get with anybody, it's amazing how 
sometimes we feel all alone and that we're the only person that feels that. And the another final one that I have is, is worship. You know, and I know we got, got James here who, man, he, he encourages me by watching him worship. And I know that he's not always feeling it. There's some days you come in, it's like, this just isn't feeling it. But this is the point of what the Holy Spirit and how he empowers us is James goes, you know what, I'm not always feeling it. And I feel like maybe some people are going to judge me because I'm putting my hands out. And that's weird sometimes in some circles. But he says, you know what, there are times when I don't feel it, but I put my hands out because I need my feelings to catch up with my faithfulness. Where I don't feel like it, but I know that God is faithful. And if I ask, he will empower me so that I can worship him even better. And I'll leave you with this quick little example. That you stick your finger in a light socket. I mean, pretty powerful. With the DC current, and you see it in the cartoons, movies, happens in real life. And it shoots the person across the room. Well, you look at it, and it's, it's not the, the electricity that does that. It's actually the muscles in your body contract so fast that they just shoot across. And so that's, if, if we could tap into that muscles, like someone who was talking about this was like, if we could tap into that power of the muscles, like how incredibly like our bodies are, which they are as God created them. But it made me think of like the Holy Spirit that is within us. And if we could just tap into that power that is there, how incredible we could glorify his name. And yet, unlike when we get shocked and shoot across, we can't really figure that out, how to get our minds to do that. Jesus told us how we can tap into that Holy Spirit by asking with a shameless audacity. James, will you take us home? So maybe you're here today and you haven't yet just tapped. You're a believer. You've been converted but you haven't yet tapped into the Holy Spirit to allow him to empower you. And you've been just drawing from that well of yourself for all this time and you want to be filled. This prayer is for you. And also, maybe you just haven't been converted yet. And I wanna invite you to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And then back here we have in the prayer room people who will be ready to pray with you about that. Father. We thank you today for the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. God, we're asking God that you would fill us up, that you would fill up our cups, as David said, to cause them to run over with goodness, with grace, with faith, with love, with joy. So that every day, God, we're relying on you, not our own strengths, because we are weak, oh God. But you are strong and your strength is perfected in our weakness. Cause us to abound in every good work because of your spirit that dwells in us so that we can be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. We bless you. Holy Spirit, fall fresh on us today. In Jesus' name, amen.